2019 is the year of Joanna's air horn. And I've never loved anything more. I've never been more proud to be a part of this show. Thank you so much, Joanna. 100% we just lost 10 listeners. Or 100% we just gained a new demographic. So, Joanna, happy holidays. Merry yes. Christmas. Happy, happy new year. But mostly, Joanna, happy award season. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's my favorite time of year as a movie lover. <laughs> yes, it sure is. So I wanted to do a speed round to celebrate award season and the year of 2018 because it's been a doozy. And yep. this episode is all about our favorites and some recent things we've seen. So I thought what better way to do that than reflect on the Golden Globes and talk about some of the coolest nominees. Yes. So Joanna, for our drama showdown to start us off, which do you prefer? Black Panther or A Star is Born? I think you're going to be surprised. I'm going to say Black Panther. Really? I'm Marvel all the way. I'm shocked. Continue. I'm Keep telling me why. Marvel. I'm Marvel all the way. And I appreciate a film that I come out feeling like jazzed about. And I yep. love Star is Born. Very sad. I yes. yes. But I love the music. Love, love, love. I love Gaga. Uh -huh. And I love Bradley. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give this to Wakanda. Because you know, Sean? Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I love that. Joanna, I love when I like I set up a speed round and I'm like, oh, here's a softball. Joanna's gonna pick a star is born. <laughs> really? And then out of left field, I'm like, excuse me, what? What did, what did you say? <laughs> what would you have picked? I'm legitimately torn, but I think I'd go Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. Because like you said, I left that theater feeling so buoyant and just excited. In Drama Showdown round two. Black Klansman or Bohemian Rhapsody? And, and Sean, you'll know my answer. I did not like either of these films. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for either of these films. Um, the one I liked, I disliked less, would be Bohemian yes. Rhapsody. Okay, okay. But, yeah. How do you feel? You liked Black Klansman. I like Black Klansman a lot. Yeah. Um, and I despised everything about Bohemian except for Rami Malek. So I think I go Black Klansman. I should, well, I shouldn't say I despised everything. I just left Bohemian Rhapsody thinking to myself, I would have rather watched like a good Queen documentary or I would have rather just watched Live Aid. Yeah. And yeah. that's not Rami Malek's fault. Like Rami is sensational in that movie. It just wasn't a good movie. I wanted to see, like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Exactly. Because, let's be real, Queen was dangerous. They were yeah. edgy. They were they were changing what was normal. They were forever changing pop culture. Yeah. And this movie was the Glee version of that. Yep. It, yeah, it was a PG version of that. Exactly. No, I'm not about that. Keeping with Bohemian, we're going to move to our drama actor showdown. Because you know we love Rami Malek. You know yeah. we love him. But here's someone else we love, Joanna. Bradley Cooper. <gasps> who do you pick i'm gonna go with bradley why bradley let me ask you that um i just think well he's so sexy <laughs> star is born so there's that and he directed that shit and no i he's good he has my vote he is good i really like them both i think they're both exceptional actors but then if i look at each work i it, for all the reasons what you said about bohemian um as a whole it, it's not his fault but it, the film the film, I just can't. So Star is Born. 
I feel like we're just like the Rami Malek apologists where we're just like, <laughs> Rami's amazing. That movie was garbage, but it's not him. It's not on him. He did it's what he could. <laughs> <laughs> I dig that. I love that, Joanna. No, I love it shouldn't be a shocker to people listening. We loved a star is born. It was one of our real good recommendations and Bradley Cooper is amazing in it. Yeah. And his voice. I was Mm -hmm. so impressed with his singing too. For him as a non-professional singer to be able to stand on the same stage as Lady Gaga in that role and it not be embarrassing is a profound achievement. Yep. I got to tell you, Joanna, I thought you were going to go with Rami here. So I'm like, ba- like I have, I don't know what way is up anymore. I just need you to know that. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have our comedy actress showdown between two movies, which I know you love uh-huh. and two lead performances, which I know you love. So I'm, I really don't know where you're going here. Would you pick Constance Wu in <gasps> crazy rich Asians? Or would you pick Elsie Fisher from eighth grade? Elsie Fisher. No hesitation. Tell me more. I I was so impressed with eighth grade. I was so, mm-hmm. so impressed. And I feel like we were so close to her the whole movie. And I couldn't yes. take my eyes off her. And I loved her instantly. And you think about how many movies. Not that not that I don't love lead characters instantly. But I loved her and, and had such empathy for her so quickly in that movie. So, Joanna, this is our next one. It's our favorite supporting actress showdown. Or we could call it our redhead showdown. Amy Adams or Emma Stone? Just as people. Just as people. I think they're both swell. Um, uh-huh. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Amy. Because I remember a time when she was in Arrival. Oh my god. In Arrival, in Enchanted, in yep. Doubt, in literally every single thing Amy Adams decides she will do. She's amazing. Joanna, I thought you were going to pick up a stone. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm losing, I'm losing our telekinesis as friends. I'm so sorry. I'm letting you doubt. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 2019. We don't even know what's going on anymore. We don't know. We, we do not know. It's a new year, <laughs> new us, new show, apparently. Yeah. And our last one, Joanna, to wrap up our little reflection on the Golden Globes for our animation mm-hmm. showdown, Incredibles 2 or Isle of Dogs? <gasps> Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. Oh, Isle of Dogs. <laughs> Who does not love stop motion pups in Japan? And my our dear sweet Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson is a gift. <laughs> is that what you said? <laughs> I would say Isle of Dogs as well. And for, for all those reasons. So we ended on the same note. Which is perfect. And yep. so since we found this beautiful moment of harmony, I think why not segue <laughs> to our friend Laura Conning with our beautiful theme song for even better harmony. So take it away, Laura. Old friends separated by the sea These film buffs united by technology So come on, pass me the popcorn at the movies Because real friends have no borders Real friends have no Real friends have no Real friends no borders Okay, well, thank you so much, Laura. We love our intro song. We have a deep, deep love for it and a deep love for you, Laura. Thank you so much again. 
forever and there's an open invitation yeah. laura literally anytime you want to talk about anything because you wrote us a theme song and sang it so beautifully if you just want to do an episode we'll still call it real friends no borders and just give you a mic yeah you can just call us and sing to us too that we that would, would love fun. that <laughs> that would be great oh <laughs> uh, that would be perfect yes so sean and i thought it would be fun to start off our, our new year with a little film disagreement split uh-huh. that we had um, over the holidays with some pretty high profile f- movies mm-hmm. that John and I just we got very different things from. Because here's the thing I love Joanna so much, and I think that more often than not, we're in kind of like this real cool synchronous place yep. where we'll go and watch a movie, and even though we're a country away, we'll be like, oh wow like that was awesome or like woof that was garbage yeah but sometimes i'm saying divergent i'm saying <laughs> how to train your dragon too yeah. sometimes we have profoundly different experiences and this holiday season we watched two movies that left us feeling that way i kind of love it though sean i love it I do too. Out with, with totally different like what like yeah and then i'm always shocked I'm like why the hell did you like that uh-huh and well no and, why? and i'm like yeah that makes sense but i don't like it <laughs> well no and joanna when i walk out of something and i love it and you don't like it i'm like oh my god do i need to reevaluate what am i thinking <laughs> wrong oh my gosh i need to get on her level oh my god it's great so without further ado what what do we want to start with sean you know joanna let's talk about the movie that's made a major company slash studio put out a warning to not do its challenge can we start with that one? <laughs> oh yes wonderful wonderful yes. bird box which was released on netflix uh, starring sandra bullock beloved national treasure yep. sandra bullock national yes treasure, sandra bullock mm-hmm. uh, about a post-apocalyptic i don't even yeah is that how we're describing it post-apocalyptic well you can i think so see the entity or it will cause you to kill yourself exactly sandra bullock navigating this post-apocalyptic world and so since we are hinting that we're real split on this film but joanna would it be fair to say that you enjoyed this movie a lot yes (laughs) all right so joanna really liked it and i had the legitimate flip side opposite experience and so joanna i want to hear from you what did you love about it what made you go "Ooh, bird box Ooh, sandy b like what made you say those things i i feel like no like no um surprise i really like the post-apocalyptic genre i i'm into it i do too i'm definitely into it um i love sandra and i was very excited that i feel like she's a really high profile star doing a movie like this Yes. We haven't seen Sandra like this ever before. No, we haven't. And we've never seen a movie star of her caliber in a straight to Netflix movie. Yes. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally mm-hmm. agree. Um, I liked it. I liked the suspense. Was it perfect? Yeah. No. But I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it was different to me. It was like a quiet place of Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> a quiet place meets Netflix. if netflix flipped the script and instead of hearing we weren't seeing and instead of emily we had sandra yes (laughs) (laughs) that's what this movie was (laughs) well and i i think joanna as unfair as that may sound i kept thinking about a quiet place the whole time and going emily did it better john did it better okay that movie did it better i i agree Uh on that 
I'll give you that. And I know this is snarky, Joanna. I know (laughs) this. But I walked away from it. And the only thing that I thought was it was like a Pier 1 catalog where someone turned on a wind machine. (laughs) And I... Other than the first 10 minutes when all hell is beginning to break loose and these monsters are there that if you see them, you go crazy and kill yourself or other people. Mm-hmm. And from that first 10 minutes, I was like, ooh, what's happening? And then we get to the house where we are for the vast majority of the film. And I was out of it. Interesting. Because like you said, since it's a post-apocalyptic kind of movie, that house had electricity, that house had water, that house had shiny pots in the kitchen. I don't have any time for that when there are monsters running outside. And there are some scenes in the book that as I was sitting there, I was reading it on my Kindle. So I was sitting kind of in the dark, like illuminated by the Christmas tree. And Joanna, there was a point where I was like, I think I need to get up and turn the lights on. This is spooky. (laughs) And I just, I never felt that with the movie. So that's, that's Sean's a movie snob. I mean, a book snob. A book snob. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I will say this, Joanna, I I do recommend the book. The movie isn't like atrocious. I just didn't like it. And so on the flip side of that, where Joanna liked something and I did not, here's something that I loved that Joanna did it. Um, okay, except I, I feel like I'll preface it by saying, I feel like the movie that you didn't like is like, is like a, a fine film. You know what I'm saying? Like people aren't uh-huh. saying, you know, like it's, yeah, it's fine. And I can mm-hmm. also see your disgruntles. I feel like my movie not liking makes me look yeah. like a bad person. <laughs> I I don't think that's true, Joanna, because I think a lot of people <laughs> don't like this movie. And I was just in such a weird euphoria after seeing it that I just didn't even know how to handle it. But I got to tell you, I went to Mary Poppins on Christmas Day and it was an old fashioned, good natured, big hearted disney hug and i cried a couple of times i hummed the songs i wanted emily blunt's mary poppins to be my nanny even though i've never had a nanny before in my life i loved it i loved lin-manuel miranda i wanted to go and light lamps with him even though i don't ever want to light a lamp in my life like there were so many things i wanted to turn turtle with with meryl streep i wanted to do it all i wanted to go into the royal whatever the royal dalton bowl i wanted to do that i just wanted to live in that movie with those people and spoiler alert angela lansbury made me cry and i'm gonna say a big b word uh-huh i was bored oh <gasps> boring <gasps> yep i said it yep there it is bored joanna bored i'm sorry See, it makes me feel like a bad person I think you are one of the kindest, sweetest, <laughs> most good-natured, well-intentioned people I've ever met in this world. And I'm not just saying this because I love you and you're my friend. I just, like, objectively, I think Aww. this. Because you put people's needs in front of your own. You are there for anyone. Aww, like, God. whenever they need you. Like, you are an amazing person. Aww. So, for you to not like this movie, I'm just like, what did I see? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like... <laughs> This this movie should have been like a spoonful of sugar it been for you. It should have been. Yeah, been. I should have loved it. So that's why it's making me go, well, what did you just fall for? If the nicest person in the world didn't like this movie, what's wrong you with you? What? And I think it was, it was, uh, maybe it was like the opening and it opened mm-hmm. and it was cloudy. Yeah. Maybe that was the point. 
after you pointed some things out to me uh-huh. about like why did this happen or why was that or yeah. what like narrative value did that have yeah. yeah i went oh i don't know but then i just kind of went with it because i'm gonna be real with you joanna the second that that little like dolphin porpoisey thing stuck its head out of the bathtub and then emily blunt was like well i don't know it's not my tub i was just <laughs> like i'm in i'm in forever and i don't know i didn't have an immediate chemistry with the film i didn't have Mm -hmm. i didn't so then when these things came up i couldn't help but see them you know and you know how sometimes you watch a movie and there's glaring issues but you're Mm -hmm. already hook line and sinker invested in the movie that you don't care exactly it didn't happen for me it didn't have me hook line and sinker before it started having issues and then it had issues and then i wasn't invested so i was like Mm -hmm. no i'm out so it kind of kept you at an arm's length away the whole time yes yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you then as well, because I don't actually think I know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. For you, is Mary Poppins the original, a beloved sacred classic? For per, for me, no. For you, no. Okay. For my sister and for my mom, absolutely. Well, and I think for me with the original Mary Poppins, like I watched it a few times as a kid and I always really liked it, you know, like super califragilistic expialidocious and spoonful of sugar. Like those are yeah. like major movie musical moments, Yeah. but I didn't grow up watching it every year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's not even my favorite Julie Andrews performance. Like for me, that's sound of music. So I'll even, I'll, okay. So two questions. Will you come out singing the songs the way you were singing Spoonful of Sugar and Supercalifragilistic? I, can you imagine that I have been singing, like, weirdly to myself around town? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I I thought that was a really, really beautifully written song. And, and, And I love Emily Blunt. I really do. She wasn't Julie Andrews. She was not. No. I'll even I'll say like Saint Julie Andrews. Like Yeah. <laughs> Julie Andrews the Divine. The Divine yes. Julie Andrews, yeah. Yeah. And I love Emily Blunt and I thought she was really good in this. Yeah. But did I want her to be my nanny and give me a hug? No. Julie Andrews, yeah. I want her to give me a spoonful of sugar. That's a fucking movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Forever and ever and yeah. amen. <laughs> Um, I also, I do have to tell you that because Angela Lansbury is in it and Angela Lansbury sings a song in it, it really didn't matter what happened the previous two hours. There was no way I was walking out of that, not giving it 500 million stars. That, that to me though, was like the best, funnest, cutest part of the movie. And it was the last five minutes. It was the last five minutes. That's not okay. But did you, but did Meryl work for you? No, not really. <laughs> we didn't know why we were there. Because we didn't actually get to fix the bowl. We didn't see it get fixed, no. no. That, that, that narrative's wide open. That narrative wasn't closed. And I don't know. I feel like anyone listening to this could be like, Sean, shut your mouth. But I feel like its primary interest was whimsy and kindness. I feel like they weren't so much interested in story structure or plotting. And you know what? (laughs) I say no to that. I reject Mm -hmm. that because I think you can still do all those things and have Mm -hmm. a solid story. Enter. I feel like I've become so defensive about this. Paddington. Uh Yes. Paddington 2. Like Paddington or Paddington 2. Like that shit still Mm -hmm. has like a proper narrative 
and structure yes. and story and is so kind and whimsical. And it does, it has very intense flights of whimsy. Yes. Yep. And we like go into a pop-up book in that movie. Yes, we do. Yeah. And we follow a bear around human England. And no one, no one questions it. No, no one, one's really bothered. No, <laughs> no. So I, I can throw caution out to them and like, and ignore reason. I don't have a problem with that. But, but, but I just, I, there was too many things they did not want me to look at in this movie. Oh, Joanna, I respect it. Sorry. I respect it. You came in and you were just like, let me tell you some facts. And you just told them to me. <laughs> but again, I'm going to say this. I hear you. But has it yep. changed my mind? No, because a little dolphin stuck his head out of a bathtub. <laughs> so since we spent a little bit of time, Joanna, talking about the movies that split us, which I really love. We're going to have like a real split section from now on when we each watch something and walk out with completely opposing views. Let's talk about a holiday release that was went on to earn a bunch of money that we both adored. And I'm talking uh, yeah. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Loved. Because, Joanna, I was really hesitant to see it. Because yeah. I thought the animation looked a little funky. I didn't really know what they were doing. Why did yeah. we need another or a different Spider-Man? And then I started reading the reviews and I went, oh, wow, okay. And then Guillermo del Toro got on Twitter and basically said, not only is this the best animated movie of the year, it's one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean, Guillermo? What? And the thing is, he's right. He's 100% right. And I think what's interesting, it's funny that you said like the animation, because that's what made you not interested in the movie. And uh-huh. to me, like, I'm constantly just curious. If people do something new in cinema and do something new, like, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a whirl. I haven't seen that before. Let's go. You know? And mm-hmm. that's what drew me towards it. Cause I'm like, it doesn't look like anything I've seen before. And it doesn't. And, no. and I don't know why I shut down when I saw the trailer for it, but you're 100% right. Yeah. We haven't seen it before because it's like, it's so unique. It's like two textures with digital and computer animation meeting the panels of a comic book. Into the Spider-Verse is about a young boy named Miles Morales. He is a teenager going to a really fancy school in Brooklyn. And in his dimension, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, who we all know and love, we've seen him in a bajillion movies, he dies yep and then miles becomes spider-man and then guess what there's a whole bunch of spider people that come from other dimensions and i think it's really clever because i think deconstructs what an origin story is and what it means to become a superhero and also who gets to be a superhero and i think it didn't take itself too seriously which i liked about it too and it was really self-aware of of how many other genre or how many variations there have been of Spider-Man. And it poked fun at it constantly. It was constantly referencing it. Yeah. And I loved, I loved also how it even embraced our own pop culture. And if you watched in the background, there was um, like the album cover from one of the weekends albums. And there was a chance the rapper poster, like they did some really clever things where They took our world, tweaked it, and then made it look like a digital comic book. Yeah. But the action's exciting. The voice cast is stellar. Yeah. Nicolas Cage is like Spider-Man noir. Like, what? That was great. That was a wonderful surprise. 
so I, I just, I thought it had such a good heart and I thought it just had a beautiful message about how we don't need to wait for someone to come and save us. We can do it ourselves. Yeah. And we don't need permission from someone to do that. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, Andrew and Emma, but uh, this uh-huh. Spider-Man was much better than your Spider-Man. The Spider-Man was way better. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> I was thinking about that the whole time. I was like, that's rough. Sorry. It is rough. Because <laughs> like this this sweet, kind-hearted movie outdid them in 90 minutes what they took two movies to do. Yep. Yep. Sorry, sorry Andrew and Emma. We love you. Bye. <laughs> so, Joanna, since that was something we like, I wanted to kind of wrap up our conversation today with talking about some of our other favorites of the year. Yep. Because we have got a big episode coming for you all in February where we break down what we think the best movies of the year are. And so we still have some things to see. Like, Joanna, I haven't seen The Favorite. I haven't seen Vice. I haven't seen If Beale Street Could Talk. So there are definitely some things that I need to see before I'm comfortable making my list. Yep. But since we're in our new year mode, I want to also take a minute to look back and talk about some of our favorite movies. Yep. So, Joanna, would you mind... If I if I shouted out a couple of my favorites, yes, and then I can I can splice in some of mine. I bet you there will be some overlap. My first off, I think I haven't seen anything else like this this year. Annihilation, I think, is my favorite movie yep. of the year, and it made my list too. Oh my god, Joanna! Oh my gosh! Um, next on my list, Crazy Rich Asians. Uh huh. Because I love that. I think it's romance. I think it's travel. I think it's beautiful. It's so vibrant and energetic. Yep. Just really well-made film. What's one of yours, Joanna? I am, I'm going to take it a real impossible way. I'm going to take <gasps> an impossible fallout. Um, yep. We doubled up there. <laughs> it was so good. It was so stinking good. Tom did the impossible. He did, again. So we had a real veteran just kind of giving us constantly good movies as Tom. Mm-hmm. And we had a newcomer, new director, who I really liked. A little uh-huh. Don Krasinski in A Quiet Place. Oh, I love that. Yep. And another newcomer who I also loved, I mm-hmm. love, we've already said this before, is 8th grade. I loved 8th grade. Loved. I did too. Yep. Bo Burnham. So that made my list. And I feel like we've already touched on Marvel, but I feel like Marvel did us real good this year. They gave us Black Panther and Infinity War. Yes. Um, and I hands down love, love both of them. And also do not forget Ant-Man and the Wasp. Sean, it did not. I, I liked <gasps> it. It did not make my tops. Oh, really? It's not in the same. No, it's not in the same league as those two. I enjoyed it. Like as a movie lover, I liked it more than I liked Infinity War. <gasps> no, you no, sh- No, you take that back. <laughs> I did. I truly did. I thought it was just. What? joyful fun popcorn movie embodied like i loved ant-man and the wasp Sean, did you forget that in infinity war the avengers mm-hmm. meet the guardians of the galaxy <laughs> yes. did you forget that and don't get me wrong i really liked infinity war and i think it was moving i think it like it made me cry like i left the theater looking like i had been through something like according to the people that were there uh but i love ant-man and the wasp and i loved how it made me feel wow i'm so embarrassed you're just like i am i'm done with you this podcast is over goodbye Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so I have two more that I want to shout out, Joanna. Uh-huh. One is something no one's going to be surprised about because I think I've talked about it in five of our episodes. Hereditary. If you guys haven't seen it, see it. <laughs> it's a scary nightmare that will never let you out of its grips. Um, all hail payment. You know what I mean? And also, last but not least, this was a little high school rom-com, but I loved it so, so much. Love, Simon. Oh, Nice. I really, really love that movie. And I, I got it right when it came out. I watched it again. I watched it over Christmas, Joanna. I just think it has... I feel like I feel like I'm turning really, like, soft and tender now that I'm 30. But I'm just like, it has a really lovely look at life. <laughs> Those young people are doing good things. They're doing good things. And they're nice young people who are going to change the world for the better. <laughs> Oh my god but no i loved like i i'm not saying that it's gonna wind up on my best of the year list by any means and yeah. the same thing for ant-man and the wasp um but i i really genuinely walked away from both of those movies going wow like i feel lighter i feel happier i feel like we've got hope for a new and better tomorrow good i get i guess except for an ant-man and the wasp because then half the cast disappears so <laughs> <laughs> um and i feel like one other shout out which mm-hmm. i feel like you're gonna be surprised yeah but when I look, like when I look at the the list of movies that came out, this one stood out for me. What's that? Um, as one that I really enjoyed watching, Halloween. Really, Joanna? I think you're a secret horror lover. <laughs> like, like I think I think you're gonna have the awakening this year that I had like five years ago, where I went, "Do I like sci-fi?" Huh. <laughs> And the answer clearly is yes. But Joanna, you loved a lot of horror movies this year. That's weird. I'm going through something. Because Joanna, Halloween, you loved A Quiet Place. You loved Bird Box. Well, you liked Bird Box. I had a spooky 2018. You had a spooky 2018 (laughs) and they were all good. And let's be real. Halloween was very good. That was a very creepy, very brutal movie. Yeah. If you give Jamie Lee Curtis a gun, I'm going. Oh yeah. She was great. If you if you give her a gun, a daughter, and a granddaughter and have three generations of women take on Michael Myers, I'm going. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really, I really dug that. That was the whole plot. That was literally the plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then last but not least, I I know, I know I've pitched it before, so I won't talk about it anymore. But if you have not watched Killing Eve. It was the best thing on TV last year, and it's on Hulu if you live in the United States. I, before recording this, I'm like, fuck, Sean's going to tell me to watch Killing Eve again, and I have not watched it. It's literally going to be the next thing I watch, because I'm not, I'm in, I'm in a dry spell right now where I have not watched yes. anything in a while. So I think Killing Eve needs to happen for me. And Joanna, you were going to put Killing Eve on, and you were going to finish it in one sitting. Oh, oh, you Joanna, know you will, you will not love two characters more than even Villanelle. You will not. And if you don't, I'm going to be like, what? <laughs> like, if this is a split, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to be shocked. Okay. But I know you love Sandra O. Oh. Canadian treasure. Canadian treasure, Sandra yep. O. Oh. Yeah. And, and Jodie Comer, who plays Villanelle, like, international assassin, beautiful fashionista who just happens to kill people in really grotesque and unexpected ways. I will be shocked. Okay, I'm going to dig because it. She is completely a psychopath assassin, but you love her more than anything. Okay. I, I, and I, that, I, and that's a tough line to walk, which I don't get, and they did it. Huh. Okay, I got to watch it. I got I got stuff. But Sean, I, I, I feel like I do have to open up a window of time. Uh-huh. And 
in soon coming up uh, mm-hmm. for a little Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back. Thank God. Remember that time that Fox was like, the world can't have nice things. We're canceling Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. Because that was a horrible weekend. <laughs> yeah. Thank but God. then NBC brought it back and we get yep. to see it and Holt and Jake Peralta and Amy Santiago and yep. Rosa Diaz. They're all back. Oh my goodness. I love that show. And I cannot wait to see what they do with it in the new year. My little like 22 minutes of sunshine on the screen. So Joanna, as we, as we look ahead into 2019, I just, I want to wish you happy viewing and say thanks for coming out. Yeah, well, I, I wish the same for you. And I, I feel like 2019 is going to be a big year for cinema and television. I do too. I think it's going to be huge. And it's also going to be a big year for your real friends. So please remember, if you don't already, please like us on Facebook and share our podcast with people. That's the biggest and best way that we'll keep growing and finding new audiences is if you talk about us to your friends, neighbors, or dentists, depending upon what your priorities are and where you are in 2019. And if if you're watching something that you think Sean and I ought to be watching and we're not watching uh-huh. and discussing, let us know and we'll watch oh, it. Yes, please do. I have... I have found so many good recommendations based off of people sending in what they loved and what they said. So shout out again to Laura Conning. She, when we asked her what her favorite movie of the year was, eighth grade. Yay. I said Laura. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you guys, everybody listening to this, you've got cool, quirky taste and we want to hear it because you're watching things that we aren't. So we need to get on your level too. So please stay in contact. Let us know what you're watching. You can do that on Facebook and get ready because you know we are going to have live conversations during the Oscars, which are coming up. Yep. And and again, happy new year, happy 2019, and happy viewing. Happy viewing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Can we get a final air horn? Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> 2019. Year of the 2019. Air. Yes. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs>